Hello, a little word of warning that this podcast contains swears and use of explicit sexual language. Therefore, it is not suitable for anyone under the age of 18 or anyone who thinks Fifty Shades of Grey is a wallpaper colour. I'm ahead of the game. Welcome back to the Smut Drop. This is, if you didn't already know, a weekly roundup to the more eccentric side of sex and relationships from metro.co.uk. I'm Miranda Kane, and on this week's show, I'll be looking at the physical effects of a breakup, chatting to Chief for my own conversations with a Dom, because that's that's what his podcast is called, and reading stories of your disastrous domination. If you like what you hear, then please rate, review, subscribe, do it wherever you get your finest of podcasts. And I hope you're ready, because I'm about to whip it up. Hello, everyone. Now, you know me, I really do hate to start on a bummer, but we're going to have to because we are taking a look at breakups and some of the physical side effects. Oh, my God. Have you ever had them? Oh, my God. I know I have. The knot in my stomach, my throat feels like it's going to close up and oh, don't even talk to me about anxiety. Although that might actually just be brought on by the massive hangovers, which coincidentally also come with a breakup. (laughs) Weird, that. Ellen Scott has been looking at some of the physical symptoms for metro.co.uk and how we can deal with them. Michelle Beggy, the founder of Ignite Dating, says that it's not uncommon for the intense emotions to take a physical toll on your body as well as your mind. It can even result in a real medical condition called broken heart syndrome, which mirrors all the symptoms of a heart attack, including shortness of breath, intense chest pains, dizziness, nausea, oh my God, as if we haven't got enough to deal with. The good news is that it can be treated with some simple steps. Okay, yeah, I know, I say simple, but if your heartbreak is anything like mine, then you basically have the self-care abilities of an emotional puddle. But let's give it a shot. Come on, I believe in you. Give yourself permission to grieve the relationship. Oh, you're allowed to be devastated. Go on, don't hide it. Don't try to stop crying. You're allowed to let the tears run, babe. Do it. Call on your support system. Now, whilst you might be enjoying a cry, you cannot wallow in it. Go out and engage with people. Prioritise self-care. Oh, this isn't about having a shower and a face mask. This is just the basics. Make sure you're eating right. Go and have the occasional shower. And then Michelle says, have a clean break. Ah. No texty the XD. And I love this tip. She also says to make a list of your ex's negative traits. Yeah, go on, write down all his bad stuff. Then you know that it was the right thing to do to end the relationship. Look at all the positives of splitting up. And you know what? Don't ever be afraid to seek professional help. And if all else fails, there's always wine. Okay, don't tell anyone I said that. Uh, Shall we go and chat to this week's guest? Yeah, I think it's time. 
Ladies and gentlemen, gays and nays, I think things are getting a little bit too vanilla around here. So it's time for a kinky treat. This week's guest is on his own personal mission to help a million people discover their own unique style of dominance and submission. Whether that's through his books, social site or podcast, he has created a plethora of ways to get you swimming in the warm waters of kink and curiosity. He's the host of Conversations with the Dom podcast. It's Chief. Hello. <laughs> can I steal that intro? Because that was great. I'm gonna I feel like I should steal that oh, and put it on my can. on my podcast. It was great. Thank you. Thank oh, you. Very you are more than welcome. It's so difficult with the like a monosyllabic name, but I think I got there. I yeah we made it work. We did. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm very excited about this. I'm very excited to um, yeah. to speak to you and find out your questions and also it gives me a way to talk more about domination and, and DS and um, what it means to us, because I think a lot of people have slightly a, a warped view of what it is. Mm. Um, so, yeah, very excited about about talking about it. Mm. What kind of like thing do you think most people will be expecting to hear? I think they are thinking I'm sitting here in leather um, <laughs> with like a full gimp mask on. <laughs> <laughs> and um and uh, with whips and uh, in a very dark room and yeah I th- and you know being a, a 60 year old man i think that's the that's the stereotype it's certainly what i thought whenever i thought about bdsm i thought that would be that's the scene that's what it means that is it and being a dominant means that kind of thing when mm. it, it it just doesn't or certainly my my flavor it doesn't well, when you say your flavor how do you mean yeah so i mean i i came at it from more a a caring style of dominance. Some some people may call it a soft dom approach. So I'm in a, a more of a lower protocol type of relationship, which means we practice DS, um, which is domination and submission, which is a subset of BDSM. We practice it, but I'm not that much into the S&M side of things. And I'm not that much into the BD side of things, the bondage and discipline side of things. So mm. I'm very much focused on the the power play bits of BDSM, which is the D and the S. And um, mm. like I said, more in a, a kind of more relaxed, a more fun, a more playful way, a way that if you just saw me in the street, you would ha- you would have no idea. And I think that's the that's the part of it which people getting into it and want to explore and maybe you know they enjoy a bit of rough sex and a bit of spanking in the bedroom. That's that's the kind of DS that I think appeals to a lot of people. And so that, mm. that's kind of my style. And then every now and again, I, I go into higher protocol and we'll do very strict like discipline or inspection types of scenes as well. So it's combining whatever feels good for you. That's my philosophy. And for me, that's that's what I enjoy. That sounds so much sweeter than I think a lot of people are thinking. Do you think there is a, a lot of um, stereotypes and, and stigmatism when it comes to you when you say, oh, I'm into dominance? Yeah. Do you think people automatically think that you're just being some kind of Christian grey wannabe? Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And um, I've I've had it before on dating apps where, you know, you're chatting and maybe you go on a first date and uh, you you say even before you've met, maybe if you're trying to be too, super authentic, you say, "Hey, I'm into 
BDSM? Um, how does that resonate with you? And, and they instantly label you a misogynist and that you're going to kidnap them and, and, you know, and do all sorts of bad things to them. So the, which is great. Yeah, for some. exactly. And in our, in our consensual relationship <laughs> that I have, we do do elements of that. Right. But we, we fully discussed it. So yeah, there are a lot of people mm. like I did a few years ago who had that perception of what BDSM was. And it was, it was this, misogynistic guys who just wanted all the power and that wanted to go out and get women to do whatever they wanted, didn't care about the women, wanted to just use mm. them for their own pleasure. Where, as I said, my, my style is more, I like to give, I like to really understand what the, what gets the other person off. What, what do they desire? What do they want to feel? What do they want to experience? Mm. And then I work that into my domination. So Wano, my sub, really mm. enjoys um, being submissive for the purposes of, say, relaxing. Okay, so if I know she's stressed, then we may do rope bondage because I know that that relaxes her. So that for me isn't isn't really a turn on. I don't get turned on necessarily by rope bondage if I'm just helping her relax. But that's what she needs in the moment. So it, it's a it's sort of a caregiving style of dominance in that respect. Mm. that's not the only style though there are of course plenty of dominants who are more in the what i would classify the the strict master or strict higher protocol and they do just want to take and they do just just, just want to do it for their own sake but that is verging on not a healthy dynamic um especially if you're new to dominance and you get a lot of guys who who want to be dominant they think they're dominant they've seen 50 shades and so they're like first message on on a dating app they're going to be like get on your knees and and do all this stuff and you're like whoa you haven't agreed consent you haven't found out anything about what that mm. person likes this is wrong is that why you set up kinky events to help people to give them a guiding hand yeah it's definitely part of it it originally started as me dating about kinky events that i was going to hence the name mm. sort of in the in the search for uh, exploring my own dominance and finding some uh, submissive. That was what it started at. And then I realized there was actually a big need because mm -hmm. people didn't quite get it. And so I wanted to bring it and make it more down to earth, bring it to the masses, move it away from that stereotype of, of what I thought it was originally. And um, maybe people see that there's, it's, it's such a broad spectrum. And really, I think everyone's got a bit of dominance in them and a bit of submission and it's just finding that bit that turns you on in whatever mm. sense it may be and, and bringing that into your into your relationship to spice things up so what was your own journey when you I think you're entirely right that everyone's got a little bit of dom and a little bit of sub you know a little bit of switch a little bit of everything all tied into one but what was your own personal journey when you were discovering your dominant side yeah I think I'd always enjoyed taking control in the bedroom. I think I've got quite mm. a controlling personality anyway, in, in some respects in everyday life. And so it naturally came out in the bedroom, but I didn't, I didn't associate with DS or BDSM. I didn't really like those labels. I didn't know those labels. I thought it was, it was not for me. Um, mm. And I ended up breaking up with that partner that I was having that kind of slightly rougher sex with, I'd say where I was in control. And I think I just naturally, just started attracting people who did identify as being submissives and had more experience than me and knew what that term actually meant. And so I started going on mm -hmm. dates with them and they were like, Oh, I, you know, do you know how to be a dom? Are you a dominant? What do you know about being a dom? And I was like, 
what, what do you mean? Like, what do I do? And I felt a load of pressure because <laughs> yeah. they'd be like, it'd be the first time I was going to sleep with them. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, you know, I can't wait for you to dom me. I was like, what the fuck do I do? Get on Google <laughs> how to be a dom. And and I and even I, there was nothing. I'd, I'd Google how to be a dom and I'd get like porn or I'd get just really bad advice. Or you get the dommier than now people. Like as soon as you try and ask one question and it's like, well, you got to make sure this and blah, 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 blah. And it can be like Yeah, or it's too intense or it's it's the more extreme yeah. ends of it. And so it, it didn't quite fit. So I kind of just had to learn by coming up with ideas myself and trying things out and getting feedback from the subs and then being like, oh, a dom did this to me and I really like that. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll try that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that that was my journey. And so now I have I have a sub. She's got lots of views and she often corrects me and tells me like ways we we can make the dynamic better. And that's I love that's good. That. That's good. Like if exactly. you're if you're a lady or a, any gender listening to this and your dominant is very hesitant to take feedback and just shuts you down, that is not a dominant. Mm. That is someone who yeah. is who doesn't understand what it means. So we spend 80% of this relationship communicating about what we're gonna do in a scene next right that is so much of it it's you wouldn't believe it if you sat here just listening to us it's like oh yeah can I do this to you yes okay <laughs> but that's part of the fun isn't it like being able yeah it can be it can be a bit of admin as well but yeah <laughs> I love that because I've I've had the same kind of experiences as a dominant woman where I've gone and met a sub and he's been into like uh say foot play and but he's I'm like well tell me what you want me to do because there's no putting me copying what I've seen on like porn or whatever and it's like this is up to you and then I can take what I learned from him and I can put it onto someone else and they go oh my god I never knew anyone could do that and I'm like yeah thank you very much <laughs> came up with it all by myself yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> we, we're not mind readers dominant people yeah, yeah we're learning it I'm still learning it's a relationship it's it's the yeah. next level of relationship so you, you constantly have to work at it you have to see it as this third entity that is sitting between the two people and you constantly having to to check it's okay nurture it when you 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 were getting together like what was it that said that you both do agreed on where you said to each other right well you are my dom and I'm your sub rather than saying well we're in a in a relationship with boyfriend and girlfriend would you say you're also boyfriend and girlfriend or is it just that you're dom and sub is it lifestyle or is it relationship as well we're definitely dom and sub and I, I don't really remember the point at which we agreed it it was it was very early on we kind of agreed that this was we were going to get into this dynamic to help us both improve our styles of dominance and submission and it was just probably just mm. before lockdown but we're also non-monogamous so I don't think the boyfriend girlfriend label quite applies but we do see mm. each other fairly regularly but I will still go on dates for example and one is free to and we go to play parties together so yeah it's kind of a it's a mix. Do you think like that's a one of the mistakes that was, that would, that happens when people are trying to launch in? They try to label things too quickly. I think so. Yeah, it, it can be because labels come with all sorts of preconceived notions, and um, ultimately, you should be doing what feels good to you. I love what you say on on kinky events where you say, "Oh, here's my guide to to bringing out your your dominant side, so that you can avoid the mistakes that I made." Mm. What are the what are the kind of mistakes that newbie dominants are making? I think it's kind of what I was saying before, where a, a, a dominant thinks that it means that they only care about themselves and that they have the right to get the other person to do exactly what they say all the time, and they. It, they shouldn't even consult that other person. 
And mm. I guess the second mistake is is dominating too early. So they'll try and do it in the first messages or the first dates or before they've established rapport or trust or the other person trusts them. Other things they will do, they'll get into bed and they'll start doing things that are too extreme, too advanced, some of the more dangerous stuff. Breath play, maybe, uh, you know, is a classic example or choking or not knowing how to do it properly. And worse still, even if even if the other person is consented, that's bad enough if you're using the wrong technique. But if you're if you're just doing it because the other person has said, oh, I'm submissive and then you go and Mm. try and choke them. That's that's not okay. They haven't specifically agreed to that thing. So if you're going to engage in some of the more dangerous stuff. You definitely need to check every single thing you're going to do Mm. and don't just go in. I think the other thing I see, and I get a lot of emails from people who are like, um, oh, I was trying to be a dominant in bed and um, and um, something went a bit wrong. And we both we both started laughing. Uh, does that make me a bad dominant? I'm like, no, like it's <laughs> you've got this idea of what a dominant should be, which is strict and stern and and doesn't say much and strong and stoic and like like the I guess the classic male archetype you would yeah. imagine from the from, you know, way back when. And that's not it. You need to bring your own personality. Your personality needs to be in your style of dominance. Otherwise, it's just going to come across as inauthentic. So we joke around, like I laugh, I tease. You've got to involve your personality in it rather than just pretending to be someone you're not. Ramp up the bits of yourself that are dominant, but bring and keep your character there as well. It's like highlighting the bits of your character, the dominant bits, not rather than forgetting about the rest of it. Just highlighting yeah. the dominant ones, but you, you've also got the fun ones. And we always we always say, um, "Oh, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to dominate a doormat. I don't want someone who's just going to be like, oh, yes sir, no sir, yes miss.' You know, you you want someone who's got their own personality. And I think that's the same for a sub. Surely a sub would also want someone to dominate them who's got a personality. You mm. know, it's all it's all part of this wonderful mixing bowl. Because I want to get. I yeah. think it's so important for men to get a guide on this and when I say men it's however people want to identify but certainly for straight cis heterosexual men guilty (laughs) I want them to get a really nice guide on how they can start right from the beginning without sounding like they're part of the Mm. dirty old mac brigade so challenge challenge (laughs) how would you start if you're going to message someone on a dating site or anything like that how would you or even if it does it start with your profile how would you start putting out those vibes yeah and I think the approach would differ depending if I was in a relationship already and and wanted to bring it up versus dating so let's talk about dating yes, that's a very good point I've tried both approaches like I've tried being on kinky apps where it's okay to be quite explicit and I didn't have much success actually on those didn't didn't really work for me mm. Or going on vanilla apps and being quite explicit about it. That didn't really work for me either because they thought I was just a misogynist, right? And didn't want anything to do with me. Um, so what I do now is a, is, a, is a medium ground where my choice of perhaps pictures, my choice of words that I use, you can get a flavor that I might be into something that isn't vanilla. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'll put code words in it. I've tried various things like, you know, a bit more blatant. It's like hashtag not vanilla like right at the bottom mm-hmm. and people who are subs will probably pick up on that to, to, you know, to select things more, more subtle. Like I'll just put D slash S like in brackets in tiny. And so no one would know that because you've also got to be a bit careful, you know, you, 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 because of the perceptions it has people, you may not want people knowing straight away that you're into it. Mm. So 
that's the approach I use. And the inquisitive people will say, oh, what's that? I noticed you put DS on your profile. What is, what is that? I'll, I'll then explain it to them in a way that doesn't make it sound scary and like I'm going to, as I said, you know, d- do things to them they don't want. Yeah, you just got to be really careful. Bring it up gently. They'll probably bring up, if they're experienced and they know what being a sub means, they'll bring it up straight away because they would have seen that. Most people, most women that I go on dates with probably aren't, don't notice it. And so I'll have to gently bring it up, but I will probably wait till date two or three. And then I'll bring it up and I'll say, oh, by the way, did you notice the the DS? You know, have you ever experimented with with slightly rougher steps? Or do you know anything about BDSM? Like, how, how does that feel to you? Mm. And they may say, yeah, it's great or no, not interested. And I'll I'll just take the conversation from there. Mm. But I'll never I'll never go in with a I'm a dominant. This is what I demand you do. If you're not a sub, go away. I'm not interested. It's 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 you've got to build that connection first because then I think I think most people are open to it and receptive to it if you explain it to them in the right way. Yeah. There are of course still people who it's just it's like totally not what they want and they don't care, but most of the people I seem to attract just tend to be into it. Um and I think that's kind of if you're giving out the dominant personalities, it acts as I use this analogy of a rubber band. Mm. Right. If you're if you're if you're pulling on on it one end by giving out that dominant energy, you're going to attract that, that submissive energy. The people who are not submissive and the more dominant women out there, they just won't be attracted to me. They mm. won't they won't be attracted to that. They'll maybe be attracted to the more submissive men, perhaps. So it kind of all all rolls together. Yeah, definitely. And I think the key word there was gently. And like, once you get to know someone, there are so many, I've certainly had a lot of people on dating sites and dating apps that have just gone in straight away. And it's just like, but I want to know your personality first. You know, it's like, yeah, that's, yeah. that's great. And I get that. But I, I just want to know who you are before we decide what, where the sex is going to come into it do you know what I mean yeah so it's and the thing is the same with anything like if you if you ask someone to do something and they don't know you they're probably not going to do it Mm -mm. because they don't trust you that you haven't got rapport with them so the whole point of dating is to getting to know someone it's just like if you turned up on after five minutes you're like do you want to go to bed they'd probably say no whereas on Mm. date three they might be uh, yeah because they've got to know you it's the same with ds you know you just need to get get to know them figure out what their personality is figure out if you like each other normally because I don't want to dom someone that I don't get on with. Yeah. Um, so I have to I have to like them and have to get on with them. What about if you're already in a relationship? Say you're a few years down the line and you're in a relationship with someone and you want to start bringing kink into the bedroom. What is mm. your recommendation? Well, firstly, create a safe space to discuss it. I wouldn't bring it up necessarily while you're having sex. Um, mm. and, and maybe schedule it in a way of say, look, hey, you know, I saw this. I was reading this erotica last night or I saw this porn the other night and this guy was spanking this, this woman I f- and I found it quite a turn on. Would, would, would we be able to chat about that at some point? Or, you know, hey, I, I'd, mm. I've been reading an article on BDSM. Can I share it with you and, and get your thoughts? So again, you're gently introducing it, but you're doing it in a non-confrontational way. You're not saying, I want to do this to you. You're mm. going to let me do it and we're not going to talk about it. So it's very, it's very much a, a, a bringing it up slowly. Or suddenly out the blue. Yeah, don't just come out of the blue. Definitely don't do it without <laughs> first. Like that's the worst. That's not consensual. You've got to, you've got to slowly, slowly just discuss it. Allow the ideas to evolve. Start really simple. Yeah. And let it, let it evolve and see where it goes. 
DS is all about communication, as I'm sure you, you're you aware. You know, you've got to be good at communicating. And most couples haven't mastered that with vanilla sex yet. So work on that first. I mean, thank God most people are nervous about talking about normal sex. Otherwise, I'd be out of a job. So... <laughs> very true very true yeah you wouldn't need you wouldn't need my website you know people just discuss it down the pub exactly um so what about when you're building a scene where do you start when you're when you're building it does it does the the talk come first? how how do you start I'm quite an analytical person so I, I do like to do some planning don't say <laughs> do you pick that up did you pick that up my god you an analytical person i do yeah i do overthink things <laughs> so yeah i i do if i if i'm trying to make a good scene yeah i will plan it and i i have these kind of themes in five themes that i think of what is the aim of the scene so i have like training do I want them to to train them to do something? Do I want it just to turn them on or turn one of us on? Is it about a play scene? Is it to give a performance or is it about discipline? So I have those scene themes. So I'll 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 pick one, right? So if arousal is is the scene, I want by the end Mono to be aroused, right? With the potentially orgasm, depending, you know, it's not always the ultimate goal. So so then I'm like, okay, well, what activities do I like? What activities do Mono like? And then I will then combine them to achieve that but it's it's also how you do the activities so for example let's take the classic spanking now i could spank her in a way if i spanked her really hard that's not really an arousal that doesn't help me get to the the aim of arousal that would be more if i was doing a discipline scene Mm. so it's not just what activity you do it's how you do it and my philosophy is you can pretty much take any activity that you enjoy and you can make it ds to achieve what you want to achieve even a kiss, like a kiss has so many variations. You can do it in a dominant way. You can do it in a submissive way. You can do it in a way that creates arousal, excitement, um, a way that it's almost like a telling off. There's so many different ways to do it. So it's, it's just it's just playing with that energy. That's what mm. I really like. And moving someone mentally and physically in the direction that I want them to go. So I know that's quite airy fairy. It's not a concrete answer. People would probably expect me to go five minutes of spanking and then 10 minutes of going down on her. And that's not how it is. It's whatever activities you like, and you're just bringing the correct energy to those activities. And you're knowing your partner well enough to know what they're interested in. And those things combined make it make it interesting where do you start the communication when you're when you're trying to figure out what both of you want what's the what are the kind of things that you're asking each other yeah I mean we I really like um the concept of a sex menu so I have a I have a template of 350 activities which Mm. I get people that I date I I don't get I ask them if they would be open to doing it of course and I show them mine and then they show me yours. Yeah. And it's it's got like a ranking system effectively from hard limit to, yeah, I need that one to six. And they go through and they they list every activity they're interested in. And then I just look for overlaps. What are the things that I like? What are the things that they like? And and that, you know, that is the foundation. And we'll, we'll chat. We'll chat about it. We'll be like, oh, I noticed you put a four for that. Tell me about that. Or have you done that before? Or, or what is it about that activity that you really enjoy or don't enjoy? So yeah. that's kind of where it stems from. And then we'll just be constant. We'll just chat all the time. We're, we're always on WhatsApp. Like, here's some porn I watched last night. Uh, what do you like about it? Or what don't you like about it? Or here's some erotic imagery. Or um, I read this article, as, as you were saying, or I saw this movie. Or can we try this? It, it's just constant. We're, we're just talking about it every day, like 
like what's for dinner it's like oh can we can we try this tonight it's just it's just a continual thing mm. but it's getting over the, if you're certainly with someone and you've never discussed sex with them it's it's just getting over that hump that's the difficult bit and once you realize that it's okay to talk about this stuff as long as you do it in a very non-judgmental way and your partner's willing to listen to you and not judge you and it's okay to receive a no very mm. important you could say i want to do this it's okay if they say no i'm not into that so yeah all of those communication skills really will help and um yeah that's kind of where the figuring out what your partner's into and how you can plan the scene i really love all these analytical things like i know i take the piss a bit but it's 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 quite nice to sort of see all these different things happening and seeing them um being put to good use and and also seeing all these guides that you've created you've got kinky events and you got your own podcast conversations with a dom what prompted you to take your practice and start putting it online and start a podcast about it i think it is that i want people to have the best sex lives that they they can mm. the reason why i started the website and the podcast is just because reading an article, it's quite sterile, you know, whereas when we get we get feedback about our podcast where it's like it's just a normal couple just just chatting. It's not um, a lot of other BDSM podcasts are either very Americanized or mm. older couples or the people who are hardcore into it, like hardcore, like leather and stuff. And I think this is just a this is more something what an everyday couple could do. And showing what it's like in our relationship, good and bad, and what we've what we've experienced, what worked, what hasn't. When I've listened to it, it's it's felt more like it's you two in not couples therapy, but burgeoning on. Do you know what I mean? Like for for you two, you get to sit down, talk to each other, and talk to other people about what's happening in your life. And one of the latest episodes was about the slump which is something that happens in a lot of relationships. But I think when people have got the idea of BDSM relationships, DS relationships, they think it's all whips, chains and leather 24-7. But for you guys, you talked about the slump. And I think that was a really, that's something we don't hear a lot about. So so talk to us about the slump and, and how you're, if you've gotten over it, if you're still getting over it, what were the kind of things that you've been learning from it? Yeah, and I, it, it's it was weird talking about that on the podcast because I felt, I felt nervous actually that people would think of think less of me as a dom because they would expect me to be in my dominant role 24/7 and my sub is always kneeling on the floor next to me right but that that's just not what happens in reality so yeah. the reason we did that podcast was just to to acknowledge that we had been in a slump we hadn't been planning many scenes there was always an element of uh, an undercurrent of ds in our relationship anyway but we just and we were having you know we were doing elements of in bed that are ds but we wouldn't sit down and do a proper scene or, or make more of it and we we just life got in the way and we we didn't plan it so and and the bit i find is is switching from everyday mode and upping the dominant personality that's the bit we were talking about and how could we find rituals or methods to indicate to the other person that we are ready for play. As an example, if I'm if if Moino comes over, I don't know if she wants to sit and watch TV or go and bake or, you know, do whatever or work. So if she came in and she was wearing a particular bracelet, maybe we'd agreed before that that meant I could dominate her and it didn't mm. matter what 
what state. So there's little things like that. So we were just chatting about different routines and, and ways we could do stuff. I think it's such a great thing to talk about because it's all about breaking taboos, isn't it? The more pressure people feel about DS relationships, and it's exactly what you were saying, which is like, oh, you just feel you know, oh, look, people might not think that I'm very good, but we you can't turn it on 24-7, you know, you're not a tap. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and there's no dom school. Like, who who is it Who is it that says this is what a god, good dom looks like? It's normally Hollywood, which is, they've got the wrong, the wrong idea completely, right? I just want one last piece of advice. Before before we, we, we say goodbye, I just want one piece of advice for newbie dominance out there, newbie, straight male men. What is the mantra that you would give them as they go forth and try <laughs> and try this? Realise being a dominant is not just getting what you want. You have to understand what the other person wants. And your role as a dominant is to help them achieve that. Oh, I love that. If people want to hear more from you, Chief, where can they find you? They can find me at kinkyevents.co.uk, where mm. um, I have all my guides and I have a rope course and a book. And we're also on Instagram, which I believe is Kinky Events Chief. Brilliant. Thank you so much. That was so Thank good. You. Good luck with kinky events and, and honestly, great luck with conversations with the Dom. I think that's such a great podcast. Thank you. And yeah, once again, thank you so much for the opportunity to, uh, to join you. Last week, I asked you to send me your stories of when you may have tried to get kinky, but it went a bit wonky. When it might not have worked out like you were planning. You know the types, when you think you're being all Christian grey, but you're actually more a a washed out salmon pink. Uh, Casey slid into my DMs over on Insta and said, I bought a pair of handcuffs tied my boyfriend's hand behind his back and when I pushed him down on the bed he immediately started yelling at me to stop. It turns out the cuffs had gotten oh my god it it turns out the cuffs had gotten caught up and actually chopped a tiny chunk off his wrist bone. Oh my god. (laughs) Yeah practice safe sex people. Uh, Astrid on Twitter she says I can't have been the only one to lose a butt plug up my ass. Am I? Am I? <laughs> Please? <laughs> I'm sure you're not. Uh, Schumann, also on Twitter, says, you should always be careful about what candles you're going to use if you're going to drop wax on someone. I learnt the hard way when I got a red stain on my chest for two weeks from some novelty Christmas candles. <gasps> oh, I think, yeah, I think the best ones to use are beeswax. I need to to get on my research about that one, but I'm sure... Something like beeswax, but yeah, be careful, especially the coloured ones. Oh, (laughs) there is something in those you do not want on your skin. Uh, Anyway, next week, I want to hear about how you discovered your submissive side. Yes, we've had a lot of domination this week. It's time for the other side next week. Tell me how you discovered that maybe, you know, you like the power given to someone else. Tell me all about it. You can slide into my DMs. Just look out for Miranda Kane on Twitter, TikTok or Instagram or email me at smutdrop at metro.co.uk. And if you want to hear the ones we love, remember to subscribe right now. 
I've been Miranda Kane. Smut Drop was produced by Pineapple Audio Production for Metro.co.uk. And if you want to keep me in your ears, then please leave me a nice review. In the meantime, I'm going to be back to prick up your ears next week. <laughs> <laughs>